Alright, Eden. Well, you know, I was uh, about to tell a story and I figured I would share it on my podcast, The World. Because it's a very hardcore one. You're going to probably think I'm crazy. Definitely. Um, Not definitely. Maybe not. Maybe you've had similar experiences. Or maybe you're going through similar experiences right now. I was going to record this originally. Just for one certain person. A very special somebody that I care a lot about. I love her very much. So, here it goes. Back in 2017, which I call the beginning of my awakening, really. Well, you know, maybe it was 2016, really. But, um, uh, yeah, so, you know, a little bit after the beginning, you know, um, one of the hurdles that I went through, very tough time, very tough time in my life, uh, it's right after my birthday, which I had spent writing a letter for the PETA because one of my mentors, my first mentors, Vila, a very, very sensitive psychic I say sensitive instead of powerful psychic because psychic is of a sense so that makes sense to put it as and um, the letter was hard now I'm gonna say this in a it's gonna seem like I'm jumping around but I'm I'm gonna try to gather up the experiences that I had that way you can have an understanding of how my mentality worked and how, how I came to certain esoteric experiences through conscious understanding. So in that letter, I had cried my eyes out because I realized something very hard. You see, I wasn't a vegan at the time. I became one. Uh, I'm not so much anymore, but I try to keep it. But I saw the dilemma. I saw that I had to try to speak for the PETA through the letter while simultaneously to non-vegans in order to convey the message of becoming vegan. And in it, I saw the argument and the dilemma. You see, it never works, did it? Or does it, you know, when you have a um, vegan versus carnist. And the vegan, no matter how much science, no matter how much arguing, there's there's no winning. So it seemed. And I realized that it would have to be an invitation to empathy. So in the letter, I apologized. It's a very deep letter. It wasn't accepted. 
it got rejected by the PETA, but but in that time frame was culminating a lot of things, a lot of awakenings. Before that, a year before, I was going through a very different thing, a very different experience. I was a newbie in astrology and a newbie in the whole spiritual stuff. And I, you know, I've always read about it, but you know, and I, I loved the Bible and I prayed, but I didn't. Um, you know, my spiritual experiences were limited to a handful of things that I had experienced in my childhood. Um, but in 2016, I was in a relationship. And I was cheated on. Near the beginning. And I forgave. I tried to forgive. But I didn't. I couldn't really forgive, I guess. And I made the mistake of staying in the relationship after. And that had caused me to become the guy, the asshole. Because I was insecure. And I, I thought that the girl I was with was lying all the time because she had lied so well to me before and gaslit me out of my own sixth sense, you know, and, and that's, that's pointing the finger, but, you know, it's, I, it's, it's just how it happened, you know, I, I, um, I do take responsibility though. I became a dick. Always um, insecure, thinking she was cheating on me. And I ruined the relationship until she broke up with me, which she definitely did the right thing. And um, I should have broke up to begin with, you know, in the very beginning, but, but it stuck with me. I hated myself for it. I hated myself for the way that I had treated her. I hated myself deeply, deeply. I put my, and then I went into my own little hell, really, of self-blame and regret. Because I really became, I was an asshole to her. I was an asshole. I, I had the whole thing. I even um, had her freaking, because I, 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 it was a long distance relationship. Um, my first long distance relationship. And I, I made her get that stupid uh, couples app thing, you know? Oh my God, so gross. Like nowadays I look back on it and I think like, oh my God, that, uh, I can't believe that was me. And sometimes I hear stories that remind me about it, you know? And I, I just see how disgusting that I was and I can't help but look down on people that do that too, you know, that are like that too, and a lot of guys are like that, some, some women too, but, you know, yeah, you know, I mean, I empathize at the same time, because I understand, because I was that, and I had blamed her so much, but I didn't fully understand yet, and you can tell when you don't fully understand something, 
when you hold on to the negative emotion and it becomes stagnant in your life. And I had held on. I suppose a bit of me still does in the sense of uh, self-blame. But, I, you know, I do take responsibility to the point where I forgive with still holding the values that I learned from it, which is important. Shame. What is shame? What is regret? Those negative feelings of self-blame and self-hate and remorse and It's important that we feel all of our emotions and we allow for all of our emotions. And although there are negative emotions, sometimes those negative emotions are exactly the way that we have to go. And we know that from when they're stagnant, because that means that we're rejecting it. Because the heart never lies. Only thoughts can lie. A lot of people think that following the heart means only following things that feel good. <laughs> that is not how it goes. 2017, so yeah. I had uh, written the letter. I then afterwards experienced something very powerful where I saw my own aura for the first time. I had seen other, another person's aura before that, but first time I was able to see my own. And it culminated to a collapse of synchronicity, what I call it. Synchronicity, what is synchronicity? Synchronicity is where you start seeing things that are ironic come up more and more and more. You know, and why does that happen? Now, by default, by the two-fold rule of uh, Rudolf Steiner's universal law of esoteric knowledge and universal truth, which states, if the seeker seeks, the seeker shall find, unless of course the seeker is not yet ready then the universe shall not provide the answer. Now given that, if you're listening right now, and you haven't turned away, which is generally a thing that we do feel, you know, we, we get that, cog that cognitive dissonance that arises, we get annoyed. You know. If you're um, annoyed at all of me right now, and you're still holding on, then I salute you. Very much so. You're doing a good job. And uh, if you're still listening, that means that you are ready, right? You know? Well, what is synchronicity? Simple. On the journey to oneness, everything would simplify, wouldn't it? Of course. So the closer you get to universal truths, the closer you get to oneness, the closer you get to God, the more everything that is alike and associated 
the more it would show up in your experience. Kind of weird, or is it? You know, isn't it? Um, it only makes sense if you put reality to a level of consciousness. You know, otherwise you lose your mind. You gotta think of it as that everything is based on consciousness. You know, the whole people put it as a hologram. You know, they, that's what they say, but I don't like to use that term. I prefer it as a dream. Synchronicity collapses into what I call the Holy Trinity. A lot of people call it the Holy Trinity. You reach universal truths by being sincere enough to face them. Which means a lot of facing yourself. If you remember the Essene of Egypt were made to bow down and crawl through a little shaft in the Great Pyramid of Giza. And this was in order to humble them, to teach them to be humble, and humility, and to have humility. Because that's the only way. That's the only way that we learn these things, if we are the ones that are blocking ourselves from learning inherently. That's the uh, second part of Rudolf Steiner's um, twofold role. The, if you're not ready for a truth, the universe shall not provide it because you are the universe. Denial. And then there's the humility to face our denials and accountability. And that's how we receive. So, how did I come about that? Well, I was talking to a friend, a psychic friend, Dimitri. He's a gay dude from Ukraine or something. I don't know. From where they have people that are named Dimitri. <laughs> good friend, good friend. He's a cool guy. You know, we've been friends for a long time. But I didn't know he was gay at the time. I just thought he was really, really creepy because he knew things. And he was psychic as fuck. And he was just wow yeah just people say things and you know what it was he had no idea the whole time because our higher selves work through us you know the higher selves know and see things and persuade us to move down avenues and say things and do things that that um to other people or much too ironic much too uh, strange. I believe that this accounts for most of, most of what people term, um, gang stalking or cause stalking, you know, where they think that everybody's out to get them and oh my god, you know, CIA's, you know, specifically, you know, stalking them. <laughs> it's like, okay, yes. <laughs> But no, like, okay, yeah, it's true, yeah, you know, we're all watched and shit, but I mean, that's, that's not, that's on a, you know, computer scale, that's not like on a, like, actual people, like, no, they don't have that kind of manpower, that's ridiculous. It's a, it's the thing, is that, as we would experience synchronicity, if we implement fear, well then we would 
cultivate a illusion and we would make up stories to account for that fear you know it depends on what's within us it depends on how we feel how we love ourselves or blame ourselves and it's very much um, makes sense to the self-love spectrum of the uh, lightworker movement but at the same time you got to know yourself first before you can love yourself so on we go so he this friend he was insulted because because I started to question him a lot because he just was too creepy I didn't I, one I didn't know he was gay too <laughs> I knew he was psychic but I didn't know like what was going on really you know I didn't understand the whole aspect of the higher self and the um, the ironies that play out you know synchronicities that synchronicities were way too much you know um, he would say something as it's happening like in my you know in my life personal life that has nothing to do with online stuff you know and it would happen same simultaneous time there was one point at that time where I had a conversation and I like to say it as I had a conversation with the universe because I would be going through a emotional internal uh, thought process and a series of text messages from random people even people I've never talked to before started coming at me in a full straight consecutive order that made perfect sense altogether yeah I recorded the fuck out of that and I shared the hell out of that because that was amazing and the next part is pretty amazing too you see he was insulted because I was questioning him a lot and he said this to me he hit he said don't you know that it hurts to be questioned all the time and that hurt that hurt hearing from me because I did know because I had caused it and I had been blaming myself for that relationship that I that I ruined for the whole time and I I had uh, questioned my ex so many times when I should have just forgave and it hurt because it hit on a level that I understood to where I could empathize with the emotion itself. See, what is fear? As I fear out into the world, as I was fearing out into the conscious experience of my life, I was lacking faith. And what is God? What is the universe? If I am in everything, if God is in everything, then I am lacking faith in God. And it hurts him, her, however you want to call it. To fear is to stab the universe. To say, I am not that. To question. This is why they say, don't question God. Because to question is to blame. To lack faith. It's hypocrisy. This realization had me spiraling. I had just gotten a um, Moldavite stone. If you've never heard of Moldavite, 
a look at that up. Moldavite is a a tektite, a meteor. They don't know how it was formed, and it's very rare. And if you want, I've got a whole bunch, and you can buy one from me. Uh, you know, um, we'll talk. You know, you can hit me up, and we'll talk about it. I got a bunch of them. Anyways, yeah, look it up. Those things cause spiritual awakenings. For me, it, it um, probably was part of that. But anyways, this understanding, this new understanding of looking at everything and seeing that, oh my God, the whole time that I was gathering up my fears and blames, I was projecting this stab, this thing that it hurts God. It hurts the universe. It, to empathize, it hurts. And I wasn't paying attention to that. And when I realized that, and I empathized, and I realized how God must feel being blamed, well, then I understood my, my shame, my deepest soul shame, was that I blamed God in a spiritual way, in a very personal way. Put yourself in God's shoes. If God is love, then that must hurt a lot. Everything started vibrating around me really fast. The whole realm. I got up, I started trying to walk, and everything was shaking like like an earthquake, but more of a, like, you know, a vibrational, like, realm kind of sense. I made my, my way to the living room. You know, uh, the, the blinds were open, you know, and the window was open. They're, they're never open, you know, we always keep them closed. But they were open that day, and it was nice and sunny. And then my dad came out. Because I live with my dad, yeah, I do. He's a good man. You know, I, I'm not ashamed of that. People should live with their families. That's a uh, strength. That's how it used to be. It should be. Anyways. So, my dad came out. And this was the part that hit the most. You see, he, by all means, sh could not, should not have known anything about what was going on. Because most of what was going on was... You know, it was all an internal, mental, and an online thing, really, you know? I didn't talk to him about the, the kind of stuff that was going on spiritually in my conscious awakening. And I asked my dad, how could this be? That must have made no sense, you know? Looking like crazy, right? I said, how is it that things are this way? How could... How could I have been so... Cruel... And I was talking about both, about to my ex and to God, by my question, by my lack of faith, by my betrayal, really, betrayal to love. And now here was the part, my dad 
The father sat down inside and he said, you know, Sean, sometimes I have to have a sense of humor. Because when I do, I see that everything is alright and beautiful. And that's all I can have, is a sense of humor and appreciation. By now, while my eyes were wide, I was um, fucking backing my whole body up like, oh my god, this is happening, this is happening. <laughs> you know, because because that's not how my dog, my, my dad, sorry, excuse me, that's not how my dad talks at all like that at all <laughs> you know and um you know i was i just asked him like what, what are you talking about and he said it's time sean it's time it's time to go back it's time to go back to the very beginning of it all and i was yeah Synchronicity collapsed a little bit more. Time was different. The light shining brighter and brighter and everything was still vibrating and I literally crawled on my knees and hands back to my bedroom while my dad just stood there smiling. Right now, this should not be possible. Right? This, sh this should be like weird. Like what the hell is going on? It must be a dream. And I prayed in bed for hours to forget how I learned how to get there. And I prayed to God because I wasn't ready. I didn't want to go back to the beginning. I didn't want to go back. I started seeing images of Atlantis and images of Egypt and images of time. As time passed by and I, I saw it all in everything I looked at. All around me, everything was a reflection of the entire history of humanity. And I saw it everywhere, and I, every everything that it was just a, a consecutive um, irony, you know. I prayed to God to forget because I I couldn't handle it. My mind could not handle it that amount of psychic connection, the ability to see exactly what was going to happen, what people would say exactly before they say it, almost as if it's like you have to think to yourself, like if you know what people say before they say it, are they, are, are you the one saying it? Are you the one controlling them? What is reality? Do people exist? It's a collapsing, funneling solipsism, and it's very lonely. One is the loneliest number, and it's very egotistical, of course, and I don't recommend it. It's, um, it feels like going insane. I didn't like it, I didn't want it, and I uh, prayed to God to forget how I got there. All night, for hours, I prayed, and when I woke up, 
was two days before. That's right. I time traveled. To the day before the day before. And it was like another never happened. And I, I lived those days over again. That would be October 13th, actually, was the day that I had um, experienced those things and lived again twice. And um, say whatever you want, you know. But, you know, you could, you could look me up on Facebook. I was talking about this shit as it happened. October 13th, 2017. I, I've talked about it through the years, too. Mentioning that, dude. I probably was very vague, yes. But, you know, and, and, you know, maybe it was all just a trip, a mind trip. Whatever excuse you want to give yourself, sure. Whatever. But I did receive wisdom from it, didn't I? I could tell you that synchronicity is, is uh, undeniable to be. An aspect of universal law that would inevitably happen if you're going towards a universal consciousness, a oneness, of course, because simplicity. The closer you get to oneness, things would simplify, right? How would I know that? That's from experience. These things are hard to talk about because my mom was crazy or possessed, whatever one you want to tell yourself. For me, I don't believe in crazy anymore. I believe in consciousness and I believe in willpower and I believe in levels of denial because by default we are all in denial. Because God is right behind us in everything we do, and loving and reaching, and only loving, and only hoping that we turn around. And as we don't, as we run, because it's a it's scary feeling that there's something behind us, something we don't want to look at, the darkness that we've put up. We run and we blame God. And in that fear, we create hell. Can you imagine and empathize with how God must feel? If you've ever read the story about Hosea and Gomer, read it again. Very few people know that that was the first time in history that a human being had empathized with God to see how God feels. And truly, that is our life. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hearing my story. And uh, to that special somebody 
whom I care about a lot. I love you. I love you very much. to be on the show that's right you can if you go to the show's description on whatever platform you're listening to this on mind you it does host on many platforms this sass podcast starseeds angels savannah syndrome hosts on many platforms as most podcasts do these days well if you look in the description for the show you'll find a link to message us and you can leave a, leave a audio recording for the show and be on air 
not live, but you can ask a question or leave a statement. Heck, this show is explicit and it's rated explicit, so you can even swear. You can swear at me if you want and roast me, and that's perfectly fine. I welcome anybody to say anything that they want, and that's freedom of speech, how it should be. I I don't know if there's a time limit on the audio recording that you're allowed to uh, record with, but uh, try to keep it a little bit short, I'd say at least under like half an hour, if that's okay with you. But yes, please do. Message and be on the show. You can do so anonymously. Perfectly fine.